0: They want to see increasing responsibility, advancement on the job. It's not just about title, but it is about increasing responsibility, both in terms of people managed, perhaps assets managed, impact on the job. What have you achieved? What have you accomplished in those three to eight years or four or five years? What difference have you made? That's what schools are going to be looking for in terms of the work experience and what leadership roles have you assumed. That's the other, other element. For high school students who know early
1: they want a career in a business field, a bachelor's degree in business may seem obvious. However, the option of a master's in business administration, an MBA, or a master's in management opens up new and different opportunities. On this week's episode, I sat down with Linda Abraham, an MBA admissions expert since 1994. She shares wisdom gained from decades of advising students who have been admitted to top schools throughout the country, including Harvard, Stanford, Wharton, Columbia, Kellogg, MIT, Darden, Stern, Michigan, just to name a few. No wonder Business Insider says Linda is the consultant to know if you want to get into a top business school. I'm Lisa Marker-Robbins, and I want to welcome you to College and Career Clarity, a Flourish Coaching production. Let's dive right in to a great conversation. Welcome to this episode of College and Career Clarity Podcast. I am so delighted to welcome my guest, Linda Abraham. She is president and founder of Accepted, the premier admissions consultancy and has helped applicants around the world gain admissions to graduate and undergraduate schools since 1994. She is the host of the Admission Straight Talk podcast and co-author of MBA Admission for Smarties, CBS News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, U.S. News & World Report, Bloomberg Businessweek, Business Because and Poets and Quants are among the media outlets that have sought her expertise in admissions. Business Insider named Linda an MBA admissions consultant to know if you want to get into a top business school. Welcome Linda.
0: Thank you so much for
1: having me. I am so excited to explore this topic today with you about business schools, undergrad, but even more importantly the MBA program, the Master's in Business Administration. I know I have a lot to learn. We have listeners who are always curious about the programs, majors, and how that relates to the careers. And so uh, let's just start off a bit by talking about what academic preparation for a career in business in an MBA do you see as being required? You know, that's oftentimes we're guiding students on, while they're still in high school, what classes can you be taking there? What are the academic requirements once you get into college, if you're thinking ahead to an MBA? And I know you've got a lot of insight that can help guide families and students
0: today. Well, thank you again for the introduction, for the question. Let's first take the high school student. The high school student, especially in terms of the MBA, is really in an exploratory mode, okay? Certainly, Getting good grades is is always a good idea, but there are lots of things that can develop in the high school student qualities that are valued by MBA admissions committees, all right? Number one is leadership. So if the high school student is active on campus, either in student government, sports, the arts, clubs, whatever, and takes leadership roles, takes responsibility, that is something that will develop within them qualities that will lead to later experiences that will show up in the MBA application. The high school experience itself, frankly, when you're applying to MBA programs is is really pretty much irrelevant. It's more about, again, developing those qualities. So you're going to want good grades in whatever classes you take because that's developing your study skills. You're going to want good quant skills. What is sometimes overlooked by people interested in, in business or at least teens is that communications is critical. So your ability to write well your poise and your verbal skills are also very important. So if you take drama or you get involved in the debate Club on campus or model you in, those again are going to be developing qualities that ultimately will be valuable both in college, in the business world, and ultimately when you apply to MBA programs. You can also get summer jobs that are in business. And that could be as simple as working at your local hamburger or pizza joint. It doesn't have to be an internship at McKinsey when you're in 10th grade. That's not necessary, okay? International exposure. If you can learn another language, if you travel in high school, it's a broadening experience. And again, it will develop in you the multicultural perspective that will be valued both in college and later on when you apply for a job and ultimately when you go to business school. Teamwork skills. That can be on projects in high school. It can be on sports. The basketball team, the football team, the soccer club, whatever it is, The cross country team. Uh, My son grew tremendously when he was on cross country. And I don't mean just physically, he was doing that too. I mean in terms of maturity and, and various skills that are important as an adult in life. I think the other thing that the high school student has to think about, they don't have to decide yet, but they should think about, is do they want to study business as an undergrad or do they want to study something else, whether it's computers or life sciences or philosophy, and just take courses that will prepare them for a career in business and and then, you know, get a job afterwards or go for a master's in management program, not the MBA, master's in management, which is early career or post-college, no career degree program in business, usually a one-year program. It's not as well known as the MBA, but it does exist and is offered by very good, very fine programs.
1: You know, you mentioned There's two routes, right? The undergrad in business or thinking ahead to an MBA. Let's say a student really has curated experience, gotten the leadership, gotten exposure, and really knows they want to go into business. They are going to go on to a graduate degree. They would love to get an MBA at some point in the future. I'm curious, how do you recommend those students go into undergrad? Like if they, and not everybody can know this, but you know we were talking earlier. You have those students who know from an early age that they got their path down. And if they said to you, "I definitely want to go to an MBA," would you recommend undergrad for to major be business, or do you think it would be better to go a
0: different route? I think it would depend on on the student. All right, if if they are really really focused and they want to, let's say do wealth management or investment banking or, or something or more management consulting and they love business, then let them major in what they love. Okay. On the other hand, if they also like engineering or technology or communications or history or whatever, college is a great time for them. It's it's really their last time when they can pursue Mm -hmm. that kind of an interest in depth. And as long as they, at the same time, because they still have the passion for business are preparing for that career, then, A, I think they'll do better in college because they're doing what they love. Most employers in business will value this other side to them, right? The the more qualitatively analytical side or the insight into life sciences or the knowledge of technology that will come along with their quant skills and the training that the employer will provide. And that will, again, be something that, um, from an MBA admissions perspective, will almost add interest to them. So there's lots of different ways to slice and dice it. But I think that the student has to really examine themselves and see, you know, how are they going to thrive?
1: Yeah, that self-awareness inside our course, I preach it all the time, probably to the point where people get tired of hearing me say it. But starting early to just build that self-awareness is so crucial. You know, you mentioned in there, I've heard you say twice earlier, Good grades are important in getting into the MBA program. (laughs) And then you mentioned in this, when you were just answering this last question about pursue an undergrad major, if you know you're going into the MBA program eventually, pursue the major that you are excited about and resonates with you because as another factor, you're probably going to do better academically. Let's talk a little bit about grades because I often find there's a disconnect of students not realizing that that rigor in even undergrad is much greater. And if they expect that they're going to get the same exact grades that they got in high school, and that is not always the case. So how do grades play into that MBA admission package?
0: That is somewhat fluid right now because mm-hmm. of test optionality, but let's leave test optionality aside for now. Let's assume for that most of the programs that an applicant will be applying to are going to require both grades and test score. Okay. And then we'll go back okay. to those where the test is, is waived or optional or those waivers. So grades show that the applicant has the self-discipline to study and apply themselves in an academic environment. Hopefully they will have taken some quant classes And those grades in quant classes will show that they have the ability to do well in a demanding, quantitative, academic program. That's what the grades show. They'll also look at the non-quant classes, too, so that you can show you have discipline in in all all areas and perhaps (laughs) those writing skills and and all that. But that's what the grades show, that you can perform academically. In a test-optional world where you might be showing grades to show that you can get a test waiver, or you don't have to take a test at all, then the grades are even more important. If Let's say, and, tr- and grade trend is very important. Because you're right, a lot of times when students start college, their freshman year, it's not something the grades, and that's something they're, they're particularly proud about. right? And, but they get better, right? Sophomore year goes up, junior year goes up, maybe senior year they're on the dean's list. So grade trend is really important too. You don't want a downward trend. That's That's bad news. There are ways to deal with it, but I think that's you know let's let's keep this optimistic and on an upward note in a test optional world where you don't have the test to say i really I really can do this work even if my undergrad grades are not so great, then the undergrad grades take on greater importance, and if you didn't do so well or if there's no upward trend, then I think it's really important that the applicant take quant classes before applying and get a's in them so we let's go back to testing for a second so. Yeah both
1: for undergraduate and graduate admissions. Right. COVID's created some dicey times for us, that's for sure. Right. And who knows what's next. Talk through testing, entrance exam testing, for the MBA programs. Many students that are in, or parents even who might be listening, who have kids in high school, might only be focused on ACT and SAT and might be thinking, oh, we've got to pass, but forgetting that they may need to be taking test again in the future. Can you talk about the timing of the testing and which tests are required for MBA programs?
0: Most MBA programs at this point in the United States require the GMAT or the GRE. Some also accept a test called the Executive Assessment, which has been growing in popularity, but it's still a fairly minor factor on the scene. Some programs like MIT Sloan have waived the test entirely. More programs are allowing applicants to apply for a test waiver. And by programs now, I'm talking more about the top 20. Outside the top 20, test optionality, test waivers are more common. I basically mentioned three programs, right? Test waivers are more common. Test waivers means that you, in one way or another, you show the school that you're going to perform and you give the school confidence that you're going to perform, even without the test score. The schools that are requiring both the test score and transcript and whatever else they require. They're basically saying, okay, the grades showed us how you did as an undergrad, whatever your major, but we want to see whether you can take a test that correlates with success in a graduate management program. And it's the common denominator among all students. That is the value of the test to the admissions offices, which a transcript can't really provide because obviously even different schools have different grading scales and even different teachers have different grading scales at, at the same school for the same course. So you don't have that uniformity, but that that would be the answer to what does the test give in addition to, to grades when those are, are required. At the moment, it's pretty much the GRE or the GMAT with the EA gaining a certain amount of market share.
1: Let's talk about timing. Not all students go, or maybe you would advise that they don't go straight from undergraduate school and straight into an MBA program. I know it's, very common. We had a previous episode where we were talking with an advisor for a uh, medical school, and she said, oh, you know, highly recommended taking what she called a glide yeah. year. Right. okay. So she calls it a glide or a gap year, but yeah. Some call it a growth year, year. yeah. Yeah, growth year for sure. So what trends do you see in relation to MBA programs and what are your recommendations as you're working with students? Because you are advising students who are going through
0: this process. Right. The sweet spot for MBA programs is three to eight years. Actually, I should say that the typical range is three to eight years of full-time work experience after you leave college. okay. So very, very few go straight from college to MBA. And they're probably mostly people who are in the military or there's some unusual circumstance. For most people, it's what I said. The sweet spot is typically four to five years out of of college. In terms of the testing, the test is good for five years. You should check the individual school to see whether it's good from you know the date of you submit your application or the date of matriculation that most of the schools will say exactly what dates they're they're counting but it's roughly five years and that's for both the GMAT and the GRE and I think it's the EA but I'm not positive on that one. So what I would recommend is let's say you're in college and you graduate and you get your job and you're working for three years and at the end of three years you decide you know I I want to get an MBA. Okay. You you have a, a goal that requires an MBA, a professional goal. It's not just I think I want to go back to school. I mean, there has to be a reason for it. So you you have that goal, you start researching schools and you realize you need to take the GMAT or the GRE or at least one of the schools you're interested in is requiring it, whatever it might be. What I would do is if you, let's say now it's March 2022, and let's say you want to start business school in September 2023. Okay? So you have plenty of time Actually, you don't have plenty of time, but you can you can still do it. You can start preparing for the test. Uh, I would say get a course. Ideally, you want to take the test once. Okay. If you have to take it twice, that's okay. It's no problem. The, the schools are fine with it. But don't so are, go, are they submitting all test scores? They can cancel for the for the GMAT. They can cancel, and I think GRE has something called School Select the Score Cancel. It with the GMAT, you can cancel scores you're not happy with. And you have a certain amount of time in which to cancel them for a fee. You can reinstate them for a fee. And then GRE has score select. So if you want to start school in fall 2023, you have to apply in late summer or fall or early winter 2022, early 2023. So you have time now to take the GRE, to start researching schools, to clarify your career goal, because that's very important when applying to MBA programs. Perhaps visit schools since some of them are opening up, starting, yeah. and hopefully it'll continue. And you you can get it done in time for fall to, to apply this upcoming fall. If you want to apply for a year later, in other words, to matriculate in 2024, you have lots of time. You can right. you know, take the GRE or GMAT next year and then start that whole research process again. We actually do have a, a timeline. I can send that to you if you're interested after after yeah. that. I, don't have, I don't have okay. I would love that
1: you mentioned really being able to express your career goals as part of that application process. And so having really wrapped your mind around where you're headed in the future. So that matters. But does the work history between undergrad and MBA that three to eight or four to five years,
0: what role does that play in there? How important is that? Great question. (laughs) It's a real important role. Okay, that, that's one of the reasons the school's require because it's important to them. They want, and it's important to future employers also, they want to see increasing responsibility, advancement on the job. Not, it's not just about title, but it is about increasing responsibility, both in terms of people managed, perhaps assets managed, impact on the job. What have you achieved? What have you accomplished in those three to eight years or four or five years? What difference have you made? That's what schools are going to be looking for in terms of the work experience. And okay. what leadership roles have you assumed? That's the other, other element.
1: So I'm hearing leadership early and often. This you got it. High school forward, even if it's makes me think of a, one of my high school students I worked with previously who was applying to the service academies and some highly selective schools. He had worked at the local, here in Cincinnati, we have something called Skyline Chili. It's literally chili on top of spaghetti. Okay. And it's, a, it's a local favorite. He was like poo pooing that experience, but he had gone from dishwasher all the way up to like closing and opening duties and, you know, counting the cash and training other people. I'm like, that leadership counts to your point. It doesn't, as yes. long as you're leading, but early yes. and often. Yes. On that I leadership.
0: Once, I once met with a Harvard Business School professor. Uh, I had some social connections and I arranged a meeting with him. We had a nice conversation. And in the course of the conversation, he asked me, what do you see as the common thread among your clients who have been accepted to Harvard Business School? And I thought for a minute, and I said, leadership and impact. And the conversation continued. And then it it came to a close. And just as I was leaving, I said to him, you know, I I have a question for you. I said, you asked me, what do I see as the common thread among our clients that have been admitted to Harvard Business School? What do you see as the common thread among the students you have in your classroom? Mm-hmm. And he smiled and he said, "Well, I smiled when when you said that because that's exactly what I see." Fantastic advice. One last question. Sure. ROI
1: on an MBA. You know, college is expensive. All education is expensive. It's a true investment. So when somebody thinks about the ROI on an MBA or well, if I know for sure I want to do business, should I study business in undergrad or should I go ahead and pursue a different major that I also have passion around and I can do the MBA later? Let's talk cost. You know, what do you see? What are some considerations that you would advise families with 16 year olds on up to be thinking about in terms of that? Well,
0: in general, I don't think 16-year-olds have to plan out their whole life. I think they should in college be thinking about the job marketplace and, and planning for that. And then if when it comes time to decide on the on the MBA, they should look at the ROI of the of the MBA. And that's going to depend on what they're making at the time, what they're earning, because by then they will be out in the workplace and the opportunity cost of the MBA can be significant depending upon how much money they're making at that point in time and what they want to do with the degree afterwards, which if you recall, I was emphasizing that a couple of minutes ago. Yes. The, the research shows, and Wall Street Journal has done a, a series of, of articles looking at ROI and debt for different master's degree, that the MBA, more than almost, I think more according to them than, than any MBA degree, than any master's degree rather, has positive ROI for like, I think they said 98% of the people who pursue it. So far higher than any other master's program. So the MBA is pretty high, except it also has a tool where you don't have to just look at the average for all or anything like that. Oh, and, and the other thing is GMAC surveys alumni constantly and overwhelmingly they report positive ROI and a high level of satisfaction with their MBA education accepted has a tool where the individual can enter their and you know either anticipated salary if you're a, a high school student opportunity cost etc and calculate what the ROI of an MBA would be and realize most people say that they earn back the cost of the MBA in 2 to 3 years and any increased salary after that is gravy now the url for that tool is accepted.com/mba slash roi dash calculator and i can send that to you and put it in the fantastic. show notes if you'd like.
1: yeah we'll definitely put it in the show notes okay i know you also have an mba for your guide that we'll make available to everybody as well and these are fantastic tools that accepted has for families so thank you linda thanks for my being pleasure. on today my pleasure such a wealth of information. We'll definitely have to have you back. I know you, this is your area of expertise, but Accepted can help families with high school students on up through various graduate school programs. So we'll be sure that we get the URL and how people can engage with you. So thanks, Linda. Thank you. While Linda's passion is MBA admission, our conversation left me really reflecting on the theme of leadership for students of all ages. My own experience as an undergraduate independent college consultant for over two decades aligns with Linda's. Leadership makes a difference in both self-development and for getting in. For my weekly actionable challenge, I suggest you and your student make a list of any current leadership opportunities in which they are involved, as well as brainstorm where there is room to grow and pursue more leadership. Remember Linda's advice, don't overthink this and make it more complicated than it needs to be. Leadership comes in many shapes and sizes. Okay, you've got your task, so go make it a great week. If today's episode was helpful to you, please share with a friend who needs this too. Sharing, following the podcast, rating and reviewing helps us resource more students to launch into a successful future. Thank you for listening to the College and Career Clarity Podcast, where I help your family move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear and confident about your teen's future.